everybody. Welcome to the Genre of Your Life podcast, a show all about movies, TV, and why we love entertainment. This is episode number 19. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones, uh, one of the creators of the Genre of Your Life podcast. With me, as always, are my esteemed colleagues and fantastic co-host. Uh, first off, co-creator of the show, co-host, Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Super happy to be here. Uh, I'm doing hella good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, man. This is a very special episode, guys. This is going to be our first group review at all as critics. This is going to be a very special episode. We're reviewing The Flash, actually. But before that, last but not least, back in Chicago, back to being a city civilian, Mr. <laughs> also co-creator of the show, Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you, my good sir? Uh, besides life having the biggest hands like mike tyson on me right now i'm doing okay <laughs> Damn. Man. Uh, right that's shit. that, that first mike. round knockout man that's a that's life right now with mike tyson that guy you're uh you're alan from the hangover and, and i'm not calling that because alan's a big dude i'm just saying that when when light when mike tyson knocked the fuck out of alan in the hangover <laughs> <laughs> did you guys no it's a lot worse than that did you guys ever watch his fastest knockout his i have first round knockout on the, on, the, on, the hover, on the hoverboard right <laughs> no bro an actual fight of mike tyson <laughs> back in the day him in prime time my guy dude like three hits or I've seen two it. i don't remember he just hey maker that dude Knocked out. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. You've seen that video, right, Nick? The hoverboard one. He falls off the. Hoverboard. Yeah, he falls off. He's like, he's like, I broke my back. I broke I my back. back. What? I broke my back. He was spinal. like, you uh, specific like vertebrae or something like that. He's like, spinal. spinal. Mike Tyson is funny, man. Oh man, I, I love Mike Tyson. He has his own weed. He has oh, his own marijuana line too, which makes him love man. him even more. Oh, He's like a king up there, huh? Good for, for him. Man. I love that. Good for Mike Tyson. Hopefully, he gets back at the acting. Uh, hangover four, man, coming soon. Sorry, I was going to say I want to be like The Rock, but better. Oh, The Rock! What happened, bro? It's 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 gonna be Mike Tyson and um. What's the guy's name from Bad, Bad, uh, uh, Bad Santa? Um, oh, not Bernie dude, Matt. I know who you're no, talking about. No, 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 <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be fucking oh, hilarious. Oh, oh, you're talking about the. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Tony yeah. Cox. Tony Cox. Tony Cox. I'm so oh. sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm butchering I butcher his name, but Tony Cox, who was in uh, Me, Myself, and Irene, which is a very underrated uh, Jim Carrey He's movie. He's hilarious. He's I haven't so seen him funny. in shit in years. In Bad Santa, bro. He's so funny in Bad Santa, bro. Oh, oh dude. He's God. hilarious in almost every movie he's in, dude. I fucking <laughs> love that. That's going to be man. the next duo, bro. We had, we had, you know, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. We had Kevin Hart and The Rock. We have Tony Cox and Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson. That would be the greatest movie ever. I know they're probably going to have Mike Tyson throw him or some shit. 
or fucking like catch him or something. <laughs> What's that scene? Again, this is so no, this is so I know not wrong today's to, to the, so not okay these days. Remember that scene from Wolf of Wall Street when they go they throw little people? Oh, yeah, like the 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 dartboard, but with the little people. <laughs> oh so, my it's god! It's not okay today whatsoever. <laughs> but I can't see my God damn it, Joe. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that shit would be great. Oh, oh man. man. Who, who would direct that, bro? Oh my god. That would be my thing. Oh, dude. Someone who does not give a shit. Oh my god. Fuck. Someone is fucking. You know what? I'd probably see uh, what's Jordan Peele do it. Oh, if he dude. ever wants oh, to get my... into comedies, I could see him doing that shit. Oh, that would be too funny, bro. I don't I'm think trying, people would be ready. No, I'm trying to think of the most obscure director. Like, who did like who did the who did the movie steal? Shaq. Jeez, I don't even know, man. Let me look at him. I don't think I watched that one. Hey, that movie was wild, bro. Oh my god, I did not watch that one. What's frustrating about that is, dude, steal in the comics. Steel, oh, wow, Johnson is his name. No relation. But dude, oh, you want to know something? What's up? There should there should be one more actor added to them to make it a trio, or just a movie. It's just like have Adam Sandler put them both in the same movie, bro. That oh shit would be God. fucking hilarious, dude. This... Any fucking, I love Adam Sandler, dude. He'd make that shit hilarious because think about it, fucking. Because uh, he ha- he also wasn't it the same guy in fucking uh, from Bad Santa in uh, the Long Yard, or am I thinking someone else? No, I'm thinking uh, someone else. Aren't different it? guy, different yeah. guy. Different oh guys, my god, life. dude! I'm crying, dude. It would be. I'm trying to think of like some like obscure like. What's the movie you made me watch in college? Uh, uh, Nick, The Blob. <laughs> the Blob. Which one was The Blob? The blob? Oh, <laughs> the, you, the not not like the Hulk ripoff. Was were you talking about yeah, that? I think oh, I no, that, that was that was the the um the amazing bulk. Oh, dude, yeah, that would be funny as hell. That would be too fucking funny, bro. Which reminds me of the movie I'm gonna be recommending tonight, bro. I haven't even like got to like the this. <laughs> oh my god, I'm cracking up, dude. Uh, the next cocaine barrel movie. So this movie, like, <laughs> Jesus, I saw that movie, bro, because my brother has Peacock. My guy, oh that my shit god, is dude. crazy. Oh man, um, I can't think of an obscure director that we've been seen in forever, but. Oh man, this is gonna be a big, come on, come on, studios, finance this movie with Tony Cox <laughs> and Mike Tyson. I mean, I mean, That'd listen, be great. It could, it could be a Tubi movie for only care. Tubi's the free. We better, we better be in the credits and get a little uh, bit of cash for I'm, this I'm, idea. Oh, like my name is Transformers. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> oh. oh man, that's another story. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank we'll you watch for it be your same company fucking production. Uh, dude, I, I really hope not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my hope not dude uh but uh anyway uh, anyway guys again welcome if you're a first time listener welcome welcome if you're a welcome, returning listener welcome back as always you can find the show on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music or your favorite podcast platform of choice while you're there hit that follow like button leave a review writing helps uh, uh, helps us out helps us out tremendously we're we've been growing the show a lot this summer we're gonna be posting more uh out of theater reactions more reviews we're trying to go to more screenings this summer both uh myself and nick in in arizona and uh jo- jo- joel in chicago so look out for that 
Uh, you can find the show as always on Instagram and all social medias at Midway Avenue Productions on TikTok. We posted two great reviews of out of theater reactions last week. Uh, Joel's and me and Nick's on Monday. On uh, Monday, um, while you're there too, hit that subscribe follow button. Uh, again, we'll have a website. You know, guys. So these last two episodes that we are giving away is passes. That waste? Oh, yeah. We have we have Sorry. one last we have one last one we have one la- last one it was yesterday I believe we have one more screen to give out it's gonna be June twenty eighth uh, for our Phoenix listeners for Joyride again it's a super funny movie I highly recommend this movie it was one of the funniest movies I've seen all year uh, and also last year as well it's a very again very good raunchy R rated comedy to see with a crowd of pe- crowd of people it's getting great reviews right now which is awesome uh, it's gonna be on June twenty eighth at seven p.m. so again go to our Instagram uh, link tree in our bio first link will take you to a Google form. Fill out all information. Very bottom, we'll say, had your best opportunity. Make, make sure to put us, the genre of your life podcast, or maybe we have new productions. Or go to our website, maybe we have new productions.com. Hit the screening tab all the way at the bottom. You find, your, find the date, June 28th. Click that. I'll bring it to Google Form as well. Remember, you can bring up to one guest. Uh, and stay tuned. We'll probably have more screens giveaway this summer. Uh, the great, great people at Foss Communications, again, Lee and Allison, who I think the, the world of, are just so. Ki- are awesome. I think again, they're really great, great partners to work with and to promote these screenings in Phoenix. So don't miss out this summer, guys, on a great opportunity. A few movies early. Oh, yeah. righty, guys. And as always, as mentioned earlier, this is going to be this is a very special episode. This is going to be our first review episode that we have all seen the movie early at a screening. And as I first, so Joel saw it first. Then Nick and I saw it on Monday. But yeah, we are going to be reviewing The Flash. This is, you know, DC's high anticip- highly anticipated movie. You know, this movie's been in the works for like almost 20 years. We were still in like almost middle school when this movie was announced probably for the first time. Um, <laughs> and, and you know what? It's been a journey for this movie. I mean, me, me, me and Nick talked on Monday at the screen that like we've had so many different directors. It was like at one point it was like Jordan Peele. One point it was Rick Fumawaya. Uh, then the Phil Lord, Chris Miller, so, uh, Seth Graham Smith, like so many directors hopped on and hopped off throughout the years. It was like, it's never going to happen. At one point, the Ezra almost directed and wrote it, wrote it themselves. That would have been something else, if you ask me. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but overall, it's been a journey. So then they got Andy Muschietti, who did uh, It Part 1 and Part 2, had huge success, both box office and critical success. He did Mama like ten years ago, which which got him so much praise as a horror director. Uh, you know, first time director, horror filmmaker. He's been in horror for a long time. Now he's stepping out to do uh, DC and a big superhero spectacle like The Flash. But before we give our reviews, I want to say one thing, and we're gonna move on from this. None of us on this show, myself, Nick, Joel, I believe Moses as well. We do not condone the actions of Ezra Miller whatsoever. Uh, you know, they've been causing a lot of controversy the past three years. With some of his behavior and some of his, you know, uh, you know, being arrested a couple of times, we're gonna review our movie based off of their performance and the movie itself. As mentioned, we do not approve of what he, what, what they have done at all. Uh, you know, we, we wish them the best of luck and hope they get help. You know, it's, uh, you know, a lot of things in Hollywood. It's unfortunate, but at the same time, we do not again approve of what they have done the past three years. And again. Episode for another time before the show. We have the show. Me and Joel had a discussion about this. Another, another episode. We'll see, how, see how the movie does this weekend. We'll talk about it maybe even next week. But again, all three of us, and again, I'm including Moses as well. All four of us do not condone his actions whatsoever. And we're gonna leave it at that. Wish him the best. And we're gonna review this movie of all the hard work that uh, the director, the producers, the cast, the crew, the PAs, everyone involved this movie. Um, we're gonna base it off of that. And we're all critics. We're gonna read this professionally. 
and we cannot wait to review this movie. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is our review of DC's The Flash. And Joel, I'm starting with you because you saw it first. Yes, I did, and I'm also a real big fan of The Flash. I really do love The Flash. Two superheroes in my family, which is, like, pivotal, is Batman first, always, and The Flash second, comic book-wise. Anyways, um, my review of The Flash, uh, if no one saw the little video on TikTok or Instagram, uh, I gave it a 7, and... Um, has a DC fan, but has a uh, has this movie goer fan. Uh, I gave it an eight. Um, I thought, you know, ha- has a movie goer person uh, to it's an enjoyable movie. You'll have fun. You'll enjoy it, especially if you've seen the past. You know, uh, you know DC movies. You know, with the cameos. Uh, has a DC fan. I gave it a, a lower score. Of seven, actually, as a moviegoer, I gave it eight point five. But as a as a DC fan, I gave it a seven, uh, mainly because uh, what they did with their direction for the Flash himself, um, I did not like it. Um, the Flash is uh, the comedic relief, but I thought they they went to they they basically sort of pulled a Thor in a way and made him sort of a joke. Throughout the whole entire thing, uh, mm, I did not like. Mean. Yeah, like he he's a comedic relief, and that he's funny. He's always saying something like really funny, but the the way the film played out, they it, 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 the Flash himself was just a gigantic joke, and I didn't like that because the Flash is a very serious character, and he has so much. He in death, he is so much bigger than what they showed. And how they showed him, um, you know, it, it. He has there's a lot that goes into who the Flash is, and you know, uh, him as a hero and a person. Uh, there's so much that goes in, uh, and it sort of just seemed to play off like there's this one big tragedy, and yeah, that's a big part of the Flash, but it's also like. He just in death wise, like he's a he's really intelligent, and I felt like they didn't really show that enough. And he's actually a very serious character. If you read the comics, or if you ever watch any of the animated series or animated movies, you'll see that he 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 holds himself to a certain degree. And in this film, he was just above the joke the whole entire time. I felt like, and I I did not enjoy that at all. So. Um, yeah, but as a movie goer, it was good. The visuals were great. The acting was great. Uh, seeing, you know, all the cameos and everything. I, I liked it. Um, and what they decided to do with the flashpoint and how they changed it. I thought that was decent. They could have kept it the same as the, you know, the average as the normal flashpoint, but it's, you know, it still was a, a, an enjoyable movie, you know. And so, you know, if you're looking for something to go do or take kids or, you know, take a date or whatever, just have a enjoyable time at movies, this is definitely the movie to go to. It's enjoyable overall. But uh, as a DC fan, it fell short um, because of, like I said, The Flash. 
What'd you think of uh, Michael Keaton back as Batman? Oh, fucking loved it, bro. I was so fucking <laughs> excited. Oh, my God. I love Michael Keaton. He, he, did, he, he killed it, man. He killed it. He, once he was on screen, man, he took the whole fucking show. He really did. He, he, he was so enjoyable, and he really brought that, you know, he brought his Batman to life in a more modern, in-death way. And, yeah, I think that was really dope. Um and yeah, I I loved it, and it was so great, um, and everything. Uh, and uh, what's her name? I don't even know the actress's name. Um, which which one? That's well, it's Supergirl? not really a secret. Yeah, Supergirl. Oh, Sasha Kaye. Yeah, man, she killed it as well. I thought her has. As Supergirl was awesome. That was good honestly. casting. That was a really good casting. It was a different step towards Supergirl, much more like darker, uh, uh, you know, towards her story. And I enjoyed that, truly. Uh, I think she did such a wonderful job. Uh, she was a badass, you know, too. Like the <laughs> like she was, she was such a badass. I loved it. Um, I, I yeah. I I truly enjoyed it, and I I enjoyed those things as a DC fan, <laughs> and has you know I enjoyed those things. Uh, the only complaint I had was the Flash himself. I like that. Well, I'm at your thing. I'm gonna go first, but um, I, I I'm at two things. See, when I asked you this, Joe. I think one thing I do like was about Supergirl. Uh, Andy Machete did a good job of hiring new actors. I think he did job with it very well with both one, two people. He hired uh, people that covered unknowns. I think with Sacha Kali, she is, a un- she has some TV work, but this was her first big role. And I'm glad they didn't cast like Miley Cyrus or, you know, Zendaya or Jenna Ortega, because I feel like they are, uh, they're already established actresses. They're, they're obviously they're young talent, but they're still working their way up. But they've all had a really big project. They've been part of, they gave someone a. They gave someone. They gave a. They gave a Supergirl. That our first Supergirl on big screen. Well, not a big screen, but like in the DC universe, I guess now, like these movies, was. Um, uh, I think it was important to introduce that. I mean, even though it's being rebooted, as we all know, but that they brought in someone new and not someone that we've seen before on the movies. Again, like a Miley Cyrus or a, you know a Zendaya or Kath. Um, Catherine, uh, Caitlin Deaver. It was like it was people. Someone that we. So a girl that we. Didn't know. I, I love that casting an unknown, and I think I'll mention this to you, Joe. To this too is that I think me and Nick about after the screening on Monday was, I think this movie is what you were afraid of of No Way Home, meaning that like remember at one point you were like you're like dude I swear to God I hope, I hope they don't have him walk into different universes and like see different Tom Hollands. So I remember mm. you were that was your big fear, and I was like oh I hope not either. So I think this movie is what you were kind of afraid of with No Way Home. That, would that be fair to say? Sort of, because with Marvel and DC's multiverses, they're very much so different. True, very with true. DC's multiverses, yeah, they're different 
people who are usually like Bruce Wayne, but Bruce Wayne is always the same Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Unless he like died or something. Uh, you know, it's always the same Batman. With like, if you look in the comic books, the Batman who laugh is still Batman. It's still Bruce Wayne. It's still that same person with the same looks. It's just due to the t- uh, Joker toxin, he looks different. Same with the Batman who who became Doom, who who you know, and other stuff like that. Like they are all the same people. Same with Barry Allen. You know, there's it like. In some universes, they're different. Like, we got, you know, uh, what's his name? Jay Garrett has a flash, but that was, like, in the past towards that, you know. Um, but overall, DC is the same is the same person through and through. You know, with, with Marvel, their multiverses constantly change. And, you know, and film-wise, we have multiple you know, actors, uh, but yeah, no, with, with, with Marvel as well, um, their multiverses, like it can be a different Spider-Man. Like a lot of their universes are different Spider-Man. Like a lot of the Spider-Man are Peter Parker, but a lot of them look different or are, or are completely different people, you know, uh, with like, and with DC, like, if you look at like, because they even do anime films. All these, by the way, a lot of these anime films are on HBO Max. Um, like the, you know, uh, they're showing different Batman, but like they're usually the same person. They look the same, different times, different type of worlds, but they're usually the same person for the most part. It's like very few, very few universes where they're completely different people. With, like, the Flashpoint in the anime series and comic books, Batman is, uh, I forget his fucking name, shit. It's Batman, it's Bruce Wayne's father, you know, and the Joker, yeah, Thomas Wayne, and the Joker is his mother, uh, Martha Wayne, um, and, uh, you know, but that's because Bruce Wayne died. So, again, it, it, it could, yeah. So you know, it's not really a fear. I didn't think about that because it it truly is like they're the same people through and through. It's just that we had more actors play Batman and Superman. I can I can get down with that. No, that's oh well said, dude. Well said. No, I I I thought about you when we saw this movie. I was like, I think this is what Nick Joel was attacked. Joel was afraid with like with No Way Home. But you're right. It's it is very different. Both different universes, different characters, and different like. Sort of a world in, in, in a way, but uh, uh, yeah, dude, that's no, uh, I'm glad you saw again, yeah, glad you saw it first. I'm glad you got, get our, our, got your attitude reaction out, and I'm glad you glad you reviewed it, man. This is it's, it's all happening, you know, it's all this show's being yeah, more and more uh, real. <laughs> I'm excited to be able to do it. I don't like showing my face, I'd rather not show my face, but you know, to, to do this, I will. Um, so but I'm, I'm still very much so excited, and I, I'm glad I got to see a movie before y'all and got to do the <laughs> theater review and everything. Um, because I do believe in this podcast, I do want this shit to grow and for this to become something more than it currently is. Which, by the way, it's you know, the numbers that you know, the things behind you know like with our followers and listeners like we're growing um which uh in the numbers is overall just amazing like past 
what I thought we would be at at this point in time, <laughs> like maybe a little bit down the future. But like, yeah, no, I want this to grow and become more than it truly really is. Yeah. Thank you, man. Well, okay. All right. So, but now as our next up are also co-DC expert and co-Marvel expert, everything. Nick, my friend, you know, I saw it on Monday. Yo, what is your official review of DC's Flash? My official review of DC's The Flash. Well, I'll I'll say this: I I enjoyed it more than more than I thought I was going to. Um, it was a surprisingly fun ride. There was, and I'm 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 gonna do my best not to spoil anything, but it was a lot of surprises that I didn't expect that I was I was pleasantly surprised by. Um, uh oh man it's tough because i just want to go in and like talk about like all of it but i'm trying to uh trying to like restrain myself but no it was it was good the the action was good uh it was creative as well um there was and usually like the the um the barry allen character well i'll say it like this it was there was a lot more comedic moments than i had anticipated but and usually with stuff like that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really like it like that. But I don't know. Maybe it was just the vibe of the theater or something like that. But a lot of the jokes landed for me. Um, visually, again, it was, it was pretty spectacular to watch. Um, and even though like Snyder didn't direct this movie, a lot of the like the shots and the the production design, it just kind of reminded me of Zack Snyder. It's like if they they filmed like on like the sets that Snyder would use or in the locations that Snyder would use, but they kind of, you know, gave it a little bit more color and lightened up the mood just in general, a little less uh film grainy from what I remember. So that was cool. But um uh oh man, and it was definitely fun to see Keaton. Uh Sasha Kai's Supergirl was really fun, really um really engaging. Um and it was it was interesting kind of like what they did with the character. Uh, the conflict with with Barry Allen was really interesting to me, and it was um, oh man, it gets me not like emotional, but his whole like like struggle with it, like man, like I want to do this because like I want to I want to like save this person and like blah blah blah, or, like I just I like, want more time with them. It was hitting me a little bit because it just it had me thinking about some family members that that I'd lost and and everything like that. But so that that hit. Um, but it was it was great too, and like the even like the costume too. I was I was iffy about the costume like from the trailers, because it just it looked a little bit too like CGI, a little bit too rubbery to me. The the helmet slash like mask slash cowl was it looked kind of goofy to me. But in the movie, it was like okay, like I I, I fuck with it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, overall, I think I'd give it like a B minus. Yeah, so I, I had a really good time with it. It was really fun. And not not fun in a way where it's like you say it's fun, but you just kind of like saying that to try to justify liking a movie that you know isn't good. Like this was good uh quality fun. You feel me? Like it was it was solid. It was definitely solid. You know what? I'm kind of surprised that both of y'all didn't say something that was kind of like, oh, they're gonna say both of this. Y'all didn't mention about Ben Affleck's last performance as Batman. Oh, you know what? Because I, I didn't want to, like I said, I just kind of, I didn't want to like, uh, like spoil it necessarily. But no, it, trailers. That's true. That's a good point. Okay, so mm, I'll, I'll I'll say this: like his his performance as as Bruce Wayne slash Batman in this, it was 
it was really cool. I I wish that well he he wasn't in it as much as I had hoped he would be in it, especially since this is potentially his his last um performance as Batman. Maybe he'll come back. I don't know because it's you know every every comic book franchise is doing like the multiverse right now and blah blah blah. But um, but it was good though, and I had even read a little bit before this uh, before I saw the movie that Ben Affleck was saying um that he felt like his performance in this movie like he felt like he really really nailed the batman bruce wayne persona and again without giving anything away it was it was um it was great like there was like you guys have seen it in the trailers you see him as batman but in the daytime which is which is very new and um he had an action sequence that was it was honestly like like really fun really well choreographed and you know, he wasn't as dark as he was in the Snyder movies, which initially I would have had a problem with that because when I think of Batman, I think of a dark, brooding, just brutal kind of character. And he was he was a little bit lighter, but the movie overall was a little bit lighter. But Andy Muschietti was able to do it in a way where it didn't feel like anything was being taken away uh, from the Batman character. Like, it's not like he's not lighter like how he was in the Joss Whedon movie. But he's not as oh, God, dark no. as he was in the Snyder movie. It was it was a perfect balance. You feel me? Like it felt like because also I watched the movie. It's like okay, this is him. Like after this is him. Like at the end of his character arc that was started in BVS. So that was that was cool to see. And he just overall felt like a very kind of like um, more emotionally and mentally healthy version of this character. Like he kind of felt like I'm still gonna be Batman, but I'm not, I'm not angry and I'm not hurting anymore. Like I've accepted everything that's gone on in my life, and I accept what whatever the future will hold, and I'ma just I'ma just do my best. So that was that was really cool to see. And I, you know, Ben Affleck, he's he's one of my favorite Batman, Batman's Batman, Batman. He's uh. he's he's, he's, <laughs> he's, one of, he's one of my favorite um, actors that has that has played the character of Bruce Wayne in Batman. I'll, I'll I'll say I'll say that, but it was it was cool though, man. Like it was it was fun and yeah, like it was it was definitely cool to see Michael Keaton uh, come back as Batman. Um, ah, it was all good. And like um um was Zod too? Like seeing him in the trailer, like it's actually. Michael Shannon, that was that was insane. And his performance in this movie, if it didn't it didn't feel like it was like a caricature of the version of the character that he played in in Man of Steel. Cause it seems like often when you take like one character and you put him in like someone else's movie, they always kind of feel a little bit different. But Michael Shannon as Zod felt as as Zod in the Flash felt just like uh, Zod from Man of Steel. Different circumstances, obviously, but it still felt very true to the character. So yeah, it was it was good. I liked it, man. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I, it was funny. I think uh, Ben Affleck is Joe's favorite Batman. Batman, yeah, he uh, is. Batman. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 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 kind of like a tie for me between Affleck, Pattinson, and um and like Kilmer. There weren't really any like bad Batman in the movies. I don't feel like. Except I guess kind of like George Clooney, like he was, he wasn't like a good Batman and Batman and Robin in my opinion, but he, he nails like Bruce great. Wayne, the Bruce Wayne persona in that movie though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can, I can see. Yeah. You're, I think you're right. There isn't really a bad 
Bat- Batman, Batman. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's just like the movie slash like version of the characters, really. You know what? I'm, yeah. To what you said, like too. Affleck. What's up? Sorry. Go, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, because I was gonna say like Affleck. He was he was a really good Batman because he was really like the first Batman we'd seen in a live action um connected universe yes and he was like you know he was the frank miller one so that was just cool to see basically brought to life and then pattinson is a great kind of more real world more grittier version of of batman and like i i liked i liked his performance as batman a little bit more than than bale because bale was obviously grounded and realistic but it he didn't feel as as like gritty and and grungy like pattinson did you feel yeah. me? But so, yeah, that's kind of and like Val Kilmer as Batman. I think he's kind of he's a little underrated as Batman because his performance as Bruce Wayne and as Batman was really good. The story was was pretty good, was pretty good. It's just like the movie and what Warner Brothers was kind of trying to do with with Batman Forever, which kind of like fucked it up a little bit. But it was solid, like maybe not even a different director because Joe Schumacher not to get like too off topic, but he can do like dark movies. You know, he did the number twenty three, the Lost Boys. Yeah. He's good at dark kind of horror esque uh, uh, movies. But like I said, I think it was just Warner Brothers came in and was like lighting it up. We got to sell more toys and McDonald's and like blah 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 blah. But had he done <laughs> the Val Kilmer Batman like how he did his darker movies, I think it would have been, ugh, it would have been uh, Chef's Kiss right there, man. Well, you know what? My, mm. I think my my dad agrees. I think agree with you. My dad, I think, was very. He's very big on Val Kilmer as Batman. I think he enjoys him a lot. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're you right. See, your, your dad's a smart man, Doug. I always <laughs> knew it. I always knew it. <laughs> he's listening right now. He's like, thank you, Nick. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> he's like, that's my boy. Uh, no, I think you're right. I think Val Kilmer. And before I do my review, but I think right. I think Val Kilmer definitely um, kind of fall, kind of slips into the crack. I feel like of those of Batman, where it was like. It was Keaton, then it was him, and it was Clooney right after. So I thought it was kind of like it's easy, easy kind of easy to forget about Kilmer when there has there has been you know a handful of different Bat Batman not that Batman <laughs> Batman now. Um, and I think what you, I'm going to mention what you said too about Ben Affleck as Bat as it, this is his best time as Bat or he finally got it. I again as you know me I I have not, again I love Ben Affleck as a filmmaker and an actor. Uh, I don't think he's been the best Batman to me personally. However, I'll say this: I think he's gotten better with each movie he's done. Whether it's a cameo mm. in Suicide Squad or Zack Snyder's Justice League, and now and now this, I think he really has gotten better. I think what you said earlier too about him and his performance. I think what really worked for me with him in this get in this was that he how he his him as Bruce Wayne has always worked for me no matter what. I like the thing with him, being with him and Barry before anything happens in the movie, where like they're talking on, on like on the curb, whatever, in, in the alley. I love that interaction between just him and Barry as not Batman, not Flash, just two individuals. Because you can tell, like you know, Ben Affleck, you're right, you're on the nose, uh, perfectly. Nick was that like he really has kind of like accepted what is and what has happened and everything. Because you know what, it's, he's Bruce because. Yes, he's Batman, but he's also has other things that he needs to work on, both for himself and in the company. So it's it's very interesting to see how he balances that. And I think Ben Affleck did a good job in this one of balancing both both Batman and Bruce Wayne. Though it's very short scenes that he's in, it still works. Also, kind of like helps move the story on a little bit as well. But yeah, no, I definitely agree with what you said too. It's it's it's, it's again, fortunately, a farewell to Ben Affleck. But I think he went out with a bang, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, I love 
Ben Affleck's Batman. I think he did such a great um, Bruce Wayne and Batman all together overall. And I have to remind people that Ben Affleck's Batman is Batman Returns, Burns. like The Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller, That's like right. you said. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's he's older. You know, he's been through a lot. He he's he went through several Robins, which a few did die, you know, and I'm I'm not even just talking about Jason Todd. I'm talking about the 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 bat the Robins after, you know, uh Tim Drake and Damian Wayne, because you know, Batman did have a few and they they have died. Um they're just not talked about much, um, because they're not big they weren't Robin for long. Um, so, but I doubt, but I doubt the one in the movie had, had all those Robins. Um, you know, yeah, I think, I, in, the, I doubt I think in the movie it was just, uh, the Dick Grayson Robin. Uh, no, they had Jason Todd. Um, they had Jason Todd's outfit and, uh, oh no, cause Snyder said that was just, um, Snyder said that was actually the Dick Grayson Robin. Like he only had the one Robin, and that was it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 I remember watching like, that clip. See that? That's the thing. Because I wait. Didn't they? But wasn't the outfit like filled with like? Joker it, it was, maybe? but in in Snyder's like version of the universe, uh, the Ben Affleck Batman, he had the Dick Grayson Robin, and then the Dick Grayson Robin is the one that got killed by Joker. And Dick Grayson was his only Robin, so there was never um, like a Tim Drake, a Jason Todd. It was just the one Robin, and then Batman stopped having like sidekicks and partners after that. So it was just him and Alfred. Intriguing. Yeah, because no even I would um, go about it, but that is intriguing. No, a new, a new, no, I'm, I'm, a new direction. No, I, I, what I'm saying, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it, it's it's a it's a new play on things because dick grayson has died but he's died as nightwing so yeah no, i'm with you on that because i would i would want to see nightwing in the movies though like i I don't mind like changing stuff up but i'm like you can't now don't don't kill off um uh dick grayson because also like that was one of the the gravestones i was somewhere in wayne manor in um in bvs it said richard jonathan grayson it was kind of like oh dang I killed him. Yeah, so that's that's, that's like one thing I would change about the decided, Snyder story, though. Yeah, it's interesting that he decided to go that direction. Okay, so yeah, so he did lose a he did lose a, a Robin, um, but you know, to for for this one, which I which I like, um, is that because of being a superhero and working as a team, Batman has lined up. He has accepted them into who he is. You know, um, which I think Ben Affleck portrayed really well, because, you know, if you watch the Justice League movies, you know, Batman is dark and brooding. But when it comes to the team, when it comes to, you know, his best his best friend, Superman and like other members of the team, he you know, when it comes to those moments where he has to, you know, connect with them, he he does better, you know, and. Uh, so I I think that's really good. I think they portrayed that really well. Um, uh, I agree with Nick when he said I would have liked to seen him more in in the movie um, because you know it was, it was just a small thing, um, n- not very long, not 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 so huge like Ben Affleck his Batman uh, is 
he is not important at all, uh, which hurts me to say, um, because I do love his Batman. I, I think he does fantastic to the dark and brooding, but also like now in the flash, a lighter, a lighter Batman who has opened himself up again as a person. Um, it's, it, it breaks my heart to see him go. I really wanted to see him play Batman more because um, he did just a fantastic job. Ben Affleck is such an amazing actor. Um, yeah, no, uh, I it, it's sad to see him go. I, I thought he was a perfect Batman, but other people didn't agree, and you know, um, production didn't agree, and everything. So you know, we sadly don't get him as Batman anymore. But, you know, if they do dive into the multiverses, we might see him, like Nick said. Uh, also, I want to add one more thing. Um, this isn't about Ben Affleck or Batman. Well, sort of about Batman. Uh, I'm sad that we didn't get uh, a little notion of Danny DeVito's penguin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> in, dang. Oh, in yeah. This movie. <laughs> yeah, dang it. Yeah, it was. Because that, yeah. that movie was so good. Batman Returns. And. Danny DeVito, even though it's not really Penguin, he he killed it. That movie is so good. And I was also I was having a conversation with my my sister's boyfriend Michael, um, because he was the one who went with me to the movies. I was trying to remember whose Batman had the nipples in it, and that looked yeah, it that up. was about Emmers. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was Kilmer and, and George Clooney right there. Clooney had nipples. Clooney had too. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Even, yeah, yeah. bro, thought, the, okay, the so first, my introduction it. of Batman was, it was the Clooney movie, and even as a fucking three-year-old kid, I was like, mom, morning. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, mom, why does he have nipples on the suit? Oh, it was just, <laughs> my, my introduction to Batman was Michael Keaton. Yeah, my too. Hey. And Batman Returns with Danny DeVito. That was my introduction to Batman. Y'all are the films. lucky ones then, man. I got I got fucking Batman and Robin. Like, this is, why is this man nipples always hard? Is there a breeze? Um, uh, is it chilly up man. in here or what, man? God damn, it's a breeze, with man. I didn't know his presence oh, created yeah, this dude. bad of a fact. There was a there's a windshield advisory in effect. There was. A... <laughs> um, Let's never yeah. forget our sorts of niggas, Mr. Freeze, oh, my guy. God, <laughs> hot <laughs> Jim Carrey, dude. Jim Carrey was Riddler. Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey was Riddler. And oh, uh, man, who is who is Two Face in that? Who uh, Jones? Yes, Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Always forget that. And then wasn't um, oh my god, who played uh Poison Ivy? And Rebel Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. Yes. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you. And then uh, then um uh oh my god, Cat Clueless. Clueless. No, uh, uh, who played uh Batgirl? Uh, it was Alicia Silverstone. Silverstone. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. Then all these hot actors, and they were like, yeah, let's put them in these movies, which is kind of different oh now. I feel like where it's just like. Whoever's hot right now, let's put him in a movie, a superhero movie. And that's so different now, I feel like, nowadays. It's like, no, we're, we're going to find someone who actually has, like, maybe an unknown whatever, but that's just me. But, um, all right, so for my review, so again, I might ramble a little bit, so bear with me, guys, and to our audience. Um, this this movie was one that I was hyped for, you know, for a while. I, you know, again, I I wasn't as hyped as it was for, like, maybe a No Way Home or, like, The Suicide Squad or even BVS, if you ask me. 
But I was looking forward to it because I do get I like Michael Keaton a lot as Batman. I again spoil the controversy too. I think Ezra Miller definitely is a good Flash. I think I thought they were great in Justice League, Zack Snyder's version, and I thought his cameo in the OG Suicide Squad was also pretty entertaining for a little short cameo that he was. Um, I don't think before going into this, all we heard was best comic movie ever. Like it's going to change the game. I, I disagree on that on every level. I think it's definitely. A I'm good, with uh, you on that. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's not the best one. I think it's an entertaining one for sure. I think a little too hyped. I think WB was smoking their own their own supply a little bit. <laughs> they were like, this is the best <laughs> movie ever. Like, oh my god. And I, it was like, oh, this was, this was going to change the cinema. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think so. I was like, that's a, that's a very that's a very, very high thing to say. And I'm like, uh, no, nah, I don't think so. Um, I do think it's a little over. Again, it's a too high from before the before the movie even came out. To, you know, the screen to fans and critics. I think even at CinemaCon, they wrote CinemaCon. They were like, CinemaCon. They were like saying like, "Yeah, it was good. It's only game changing." Well, I think what worked this, for me. This is the pros of what worked for me. I think the emotional scenes with Barry and his parents really stuck home for me. Again, I've lost you know too many family members, but I I, I have lost grandparents. I lost other you know other people in my family, and I love. I really did think that those scenes really worked because it showed how happy they were. It showed like they loved each other. And it showed like when his dad lost his wife, you saw like he just lost everything. And when you saw that when Barry lost his mom, he lost everything too. It was two different, you know, situations. One is the one, a mother and a, and a wife, you know, they have the same person, but it showed well, like how much they love, how much they loved this one, this woman so much. And I do like, you can feel right, right away. You can feel I kind of felt this in Justice League as well, but you felt the weight that Barry feels as a character of how he's dealing with, every, with everything and how he can, like, and, like, how, like, he's, he's doing everything he can to, like, work this case, you know, and, but work his case as Barry, not the Flash, to, like, figure out like, how he can get his dad out of jail, like, how can he prove his innocence? And I love that because, you know, you see, like, oh, Spider-Man's gonna do this, you know, as Spider-Man, Barry's kind of doing it as Barry, and it kind of showed, showed more of his human side, not as much as metahuman or superhero side, but, it was like, his human side of, like, I can do this, too, I just gotta believe in myself, I gotta, like, really just, you know, do the work. Um, I think what surprised me, too, Nick, like you said, too, was that the humor for me definitely caught me off guard, uh, not a lot, but, like, it had more humor than I thought it was gonna be. And I think I've been very vocal about this to people I've talked about it before we did a review up uh, before we did a review today was that I think the humor in this works so much better, I think, in A Shazam, both movies, B the Suicide Guy with James Gunn. The humor in James Gunn movie worked for me at points, but then it got, it got a little too James Gunny where I was like, okay, yeah, the, you're kind of lost losing me with your kind of like some of this humor, even though it was definitely more quote unquote mature rated R humor. But I found myself, I remember next to you, Nick, that we were laughing out loud, a lot of things that were funny, like, and no spoilers, obviously, there's a scene where, like, he's trying to run, and, and something's happening, I thought it was kind of funny, I was like, oh, wait, what's going on here? That made me kind of laugh, because they kind of reminded me of, like, a bit of a boyish charm from, like, Michael J. Fox and Back to the Future, which I love, they reference, reference this movie a lot, too, Back to the Future, this and that, I thought it was a really kind of funny, ongoing joke about that. Um, but yeah, the humor for sure worked me, and I think, I think this movie, the humor is kind of like what Shazam wanted to be, in a way. Which to me, I think the humor Shazam works a bit, but overall, it's kind of just doesn't really hold up as much. Even even the new one, so a few months ago, that humor didn't work for me at all in that movie. But in the first Shazam, I think the humor doesn't work or hold up as much. Um, 
Like you said too, Joe, I think Michael Keaton is a huge standout. I think as in my first introduction with him was was Michael Keaton. It was the first Batman. I remember seeing Jack Nicholson as George kind of scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I was like, ugh. Um, um, same, with, <laughs> same, with, same with Penguin too, Joe, actually. I was like, oh my god, he's buying someone with no love? I was like, what the hell is this? That's, you know, yeah, Burns. Dude, that <laughs> one was... that it, it, For for comic book movies, like that is one of the darker... Michael Keaton's is one of the darker films has Batman, yeah. which I truly enjoyed, and it, it works. It, it still works to this day, which I yeah. truly love. The the spin on these villains that they did. Um, yeah, and it, which up. also with, with Robin Pattinson Batman, if they continue it with Robin Pattinson, I hope that they go darker, because and WB isn't on their ass for how dark they go, because the DC comic books are so dark, when it comes to death, murder, and all that, so yeah. uh, hopefully they can go into death with how dark DC truly is. Because people, you know, you were telling me like people are saying like Rob Pattinson, Robert Pat <laughs> Pattinson, Pattinson. Thank you. Fucking English, my f- first and only language, and I still suck at it. Um, Robert Pat. Fucking, I lost it. Whatever you guys know, what I'm saying. Um, well, his Batman. She good. Yeah, his Batman was uh, it was dark, and and I saw it, and I was like, okay, it, it's dark. But like for me personally, like reading comic books and knowing the what I know about like the DC comics, like I was like, they they're dipping like they're dipping their toes in, into it. You know, they're dipping their foot, but they're not, they didn't plunge. They didn't fucking, you know, cannonball or, or dive into how dark Batman and the DC yeah. comic books can truly be. So hopefully, you know, so I was like, yeah, it's dark. It's not as dark as people truly think it was. So I'm hoping, you know, they, they take what they've learned from the first one and they've learned from, you know, hopefully they look back at my Ke- Michael Keaton's Michael <laughs> Mr. Mom, Beetlejuice, 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 Beetlejuice right? <laughs> uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, and you know they they go like we can do fucking better, and they they just go ball so wall and go crazy with how yep. dark it can truly be. So hopefully you see that. Uh, just wanted to add that, but <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I'm glad you thought so as well. Mike Keaton just stole the show, and, killed it, and I think. Well, and this is what again. I loved how like this is what, but it's part of my real. I I loved how Machete brings him back. He brought him back in a way. It's kind of like to me, it, it's different. I know it's definitely different, but to me, it was kind of similar to a way of Andrew and Toby in No Way Home, whereas that I kind of mm. felt that he got kind of a bit of a redemption in this movie, whereas like he. Not like redemption, like, oh, like, here was redemption. But it, to me, it kind of felt like Michael Keaton wanted to play Batman one last time. He wanted to, he wanted to do it one more time. He wanted to like bring him back, at least bring him back again. And I love that that it felt like this is kind of redemption for Michael Keaton because it's been now let's see almost I don't thirty years thirty one years since the last Michael since the last Michael Keaton one. And I love that because like you could like. It, 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 his performance kind of been kind of warm to me. It was like you can tell he's kind of broken, but he wants to come out of retirement, but he doesn't know how. And it's like I think it was really cool seeing him as Batman again because you, you saw him having fun on screen, 
and that mm-hmm. he was he was kind of waiting for something to bring him back as Batman, both I think as an actor, Michael Keaton, but in the movie as well, uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne, is that he was waiting for that one moment to come back as Batman. He didn't know he didn't know what it was, but it was it was this instance that brought him back as Batman, and I love that because I think you can definitely see him both on screen, both as again as a character, but as an actor too, is that he really does bring something kind of special to this movie. And I love that. I think, like, remember the movie, oh, but you were screening too, Joe, but on our screening, bro, when he goes, yeah, I'm Batman, people went fucking nuts. Like, bro, all, oh, the, yeah. all the, the old... dude right in front of us <laughs> yes. started a fucking, like, riotous applause, man. He was like, yeah, I'm Batman. And it was like two seconds of silence. And then the dude, because I saw him do it, the dude in the row in front of us, like, two seats to the left, he's like, yeah. And then, like, everybody was just, like, applauding, bro. Like, the seats were shaking, man. Oh, my god! It was IMAX, too. It was louder than the IMAX. I was like, God damn. Oh, yeah. Tell me, man. Uh, Eardrum started bleeding no. a little bit because of how loud it was, man. <laughs> I I don't think my crowd went as crazy as yours, but we there were a lot there were quite a few cheers so people were really happy and like you know like oh man just i i kept it contained i was like yes <laughs> you know in my, <laughs> like i was like yes but you know i kept it contained but uh yeah and also i don't think it it's a redemption i think i think what michael keen want and what you know what batman wanted and i think overall i think they wanted a good send-off I think yes, yes, we yes. didn't get with a lot of older movies. When we do get characters, we don't get them. We don't get to say goodbye no. to them in a way. It's just like, all right, that was the last movie. Fucking all right, that's it. And so I think Michael Keaton was seeing the new Batman, wanted to do Batman again and to do, you know, more current, like with the CGI and how everything is like, I think that's what you truly want to do. And, but yeah, I think, I think it was a good send off. I think it was amazing. They it was a perfect send off for his Batman. Um yep. so I truly did enjoy that. Yeah, um, and also his way of fighting. Yeah, dude, it was way better than death. this. Yeah. It was so fucking amazing. Stunt work so was very amazing to show how to show how different Batmans have to fight which yeah. i do love that they added because you know it's different you know with with spider-man no way home we got them they they fought the same they swung the same in a way you know what i mean yeah. besides toby mcguire's like oh i'll have like a little you know just comes out um <laughs> you know that was really the only difference that they showed with but like has has batman they showed his fighting differently because his technology was different. So, you know, they, it was a little older, out of date, and wasn't, you know what I mean? But he still whooped ass and still and still killed it. Like, you'll love his fucking fight scenes. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think they did that really well. Um, so overall, just a, such an amazing send-off. Yeah, I th- I do think, and I'll go to my review, but before I do that, I want to say one thing. I do think... Out of all the Batman, I Batman, um, I do think Ben Affle- Ben Affleck has the best fight scenes, hundred percent. Oh, for sure. I think Ben oh, Affleck yeah. has Ben Affleck has the best Batman fight scenes. Get I love Bale, but when Chris Nolan decided to direct his own fight scenes of those movies, the first two especially, you're like, okay, it, it's it's stiff, it's very stiff, and it's very kind of like not so much. Okay, yeah, he's kicking their ass, but I think again, I I do think that. With Ben Affleck's fight scenes, both in Justice League and BVS, 
Ben Affleck is murking dudes. Like he's murking dudes in that warehouse scene, especially. Bro, he, I oh remember, God. <laughs> like before BV. I think it was either before. No, it was a little bit after BVS came out. Man, um, uh, someone had asked Morgan Freeman, like, "Hey, so, like, who would win between the Bale Batman and the Affleck Batman?" And Morgan Freeman was like, "Oh, Bale Batman, hundred percent." Not like. Mm-mm. I love Morgan Freeman, but that's one of the biggest caps I've ever heard, bro. Yeah, yeah. Dude, like the and not taking anything away from from the Bale Batman, but he wasn't he wasn't like brutal like that. He was he was no. just kind of like he just More fought combat. differently, and that's what threw everybody off. But like Affleck, bro, he, he came in like dude, a, bro. he was he was body he was literally. Killing people in that first one, man. <laughs> yeah, and like, was, you feel me? So I'm like, nah, like, th- like, if it was like, uh, like, like the the Affleck Batman, he would have whooped Bane's ass from the from the Nolan films. So if he could kick Bane's ass, he would definitely be able to fucking take on um um the Bale Batman. Like, because yeah. also like uh, Affleck, he just had a a brutality um yep. about him that that Bale didn't have. He probably had at least like. 20 30 pounds on bail bro like no disrespect to bail but like not nah, Affleck yeah. would have Affleck would have fucking killed him yeah yeah w- which makes me want to go into fight choreography the, a little bit of a conversation about that um because i've been watching you know tiktok like i'm always on because you know nothing on youtube nothing on streaming right now that i want to watch um sort of um is that fight choreographies need to be updated and to see Ben Affleck's fight scenes and his fight choreography, even though it's not very long, it was really good and gave me hope because, because I saw this TikTok about a guy who was talking about different movies, how like the more memorable fight scenes and he uses some of uh, Jack. He, I think he uses like one or two Jackie Chan movies is that most of the fight scenes, like, the memorable ones aren't just like these constant like hits where you know what i mean like with the fight it's like it's a real fight you know what i mean where mm-hmm. a lot of shows and movies fail is that like it's not really a fight like if you think about a uh, cage you know what i mean uh, the show marvel show cage that shit sucked, and the fighting was so dull and boring because all that man really did was throw people into a wall and they were knocked out. You know what I mean? And it's like, with fight choreography, we need more in-depth fighting because these people aren't getting knocked out with one punch. You know what I mean? Or they're not just going to keep taking punches and slow blows. You know what I mean? Like, we we got John Wick, and now we have this fight choreography that they're showing in the new flash with Ben Affleck and with um and with uh with Michael Keaton's Batman as well the the fight choreography is is upgrading and becoming real and such a amazing feat you know what i mean to yeah. where it's like man this is a real fight like he's whooping ass he's not holding back like this is dope but also like you're not gonna get knocked out or like one like even if it's a major hit not everyone gets knocked out you know what i mean so like i I find that really cool that they they added like true real fight like choreography into this yeah and you know before before i get into the cons 
I'll finish. I'll finish some of the, pro, the pros with this: is that I think not only did he shot it as an IMAX, I think Andy Muschietti is a great is, is kind of evolving as a filmmaker. I think this was that like you know he's only done horror before this. It was only Mama and It Part One, Part Two, but I, he definitely proved in those movies that he can he can direct scope and spectacle and horror. Yeah. And with this, it was like okay, he's gonna he's doing a new genre for the first time. He's not doing horror at all. And you know, I think a lot, I think a lot of people, a lot of directors kind of bring their signature stuff to you know to their movies i'm glad i'm again i love him as a horror filmmaker but i'm really i'm really kind of glad that he kind of like and very impressed with him that like he didn't bring maybe one horror shot but not really that he really did bring he actually kind of like definitely went to this new genre kind of kind of new and just kind of bring something else to kind of trying new things as a filmmaker because he knows how to get really good performance out of people whether it was uh, Bill Hader, Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy in the cast in it part two, or the kids in part one. This he knows to get points out of everyone, whether it's Ezra, whether it's Ben, what Ben Affleck, whether it's um Michael Keane, whether it's Sasha Carly, Michael Shannon. It, he really does a good job of bringing those people being good points, points out of them. I do think again, again, as, as we all said too, Ezra Miller, we, we think about them or not, I do think they did a good job of playing not one, but two different berries because you know. It's it definitely because you know it could either fail or not fail and because it fail work or not or work work or not work and again I don't want to break this guy up too because he's, he's also another kind of wacko is unfortunately Army Hammer but he's so but he's really good in the social network because when I saw the first time I was like wow there's two of them I had no idea in hell it was him I was like wow I was very impressed that he played both characters same thing with this movie way different way different movie obviously but. The fact that he's playing, like they're playing two berries, was very impressive to me. Of like, wow, like they're able to play off each other different, very well and differently. But it is the same character to the core. But it, I thought to me it was very kind of again. I thought Michelle did a good job of directing that part of it of the two different berries, how they're interacting, how different, how similar they are. At the core of it, they're just two. They're just kids that really did not are this imaginable. Um, um, you know, imaginable power. Um, yeah, I already mentioned Ben Netflix Swan song. I thought he, it was nice to see him go off again, as Joel said, and as Nick said too, a lot of cameos, uh, a lot of uh, cameos, a lot of surprises. Again, I do think, as we said, we said last week too on the show, avoid TikTok, avoid Instagram if you don't want to see we if, if you wait till we see we have after the weekend because I'm already seeing things don't post it. It's just like, come on now. I do, it's it's like let people merit, let people see this movie for themselves and then go for it. Um, again, as we said earlier too, Sasha Khaled killed it as Superman. I thought her acting was very strong. I thought she showed rage, anger, and hopefulness very well. So excited to see what she does next as an actress. Um, and I know Nick will agree with me on this later too. Is that Michael Shannon as Zod is still one of the, if not best, superhero villains ever we've seen on screen? I think what he brings in Man of Steel is is incredible. I think he brings so much, you know. Ra- also, again, rage. And uh, and you know threats and evil to not evil but like you can tell where he's coming from in in Man of Steel, but at the same time you definitely know he means he wants to he has he wants to do, he wants to commit genocide amongst everyone. But as a villain, you can still see like he lost everything. He lost his planet. He lost his people. He lost so much. But it's very. But he brings to somebody like in hu- in like human, but like humanity to Zod, which it was like it was like this like I'm gonna destroy the world because I'm evil. No, you saw yeah, you saw it's kind of like Thanos. You saw his points to a degree. 
you don't agree with him whatsoever, but he's such a good actor is that he brings such a good ranges of a villain. He, I, Michael Shannon's great at anything from Premium Rush to this to Eight Mile to Knives Out to George and Tammy. Um, he's such a good actor where it's like I'll watch him at anything because he really is. It is he's such a versatile actor. He he, he can be anything. Um, but yeah, I, I'm giving again before I get to the cons. Uh, okay, yeah, go to the cons first. So I think. What really stood out to me, I think like people said on TikTok and Instagram and all the reviews I'm seeing is that, yo, this CGI kind of was whack. I don't know about y'all, but this CGI did not look good at times. And I'm saying that like, they look good. hot garbage, bro. You, okay, thank God. I, I, Joe, I don't know if you saw the same thing that we did, but did uh, you, the CGI was, I thought was pretty atrocious at where? times. I, was, I don't want to say which parts, but I think the scenes where the Flash is it's in the trailer where he's time he's breaking time in sound whatever oh i fucking hated that one that okay one yeah that sucked. was really ah. bad sometimes even I when he was like just talking, that. his face was looking mad wonky and apparently yeah. it was supposed to look a little weird because he was saying like from barry allen's uh point of view like when he's moving through like when he's moving really fast like that, everything else looks kind of off too. But I'm like, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like you're just trying to like come up with some sort of like justification. No. Why would, look, why would it look weird like that? Like, why would it look like CGI from his point of view? Like, yeah. If you're moving so fast that like, if you're like moving faster than light, like, sure, everything would, I would assume, look different. But, well, no, that doesn't even make any sense. If you're moving faster than light, wouldn't everything be like dark or something like something like that i don't know man but i just i'm with you doug like that shit it just looked kind of off it was bad it, it was it it was it was it was bad it was bad just because of like I, I i don't know i was like wow and they were saying oh it's finished i was like no nah, no nah. this was like some 2010 2011, 2011, even me before that. It that was this is like some like Green Lantern Jonah Hex type shit of like it was. Oh man, I was you guys talked about that on the screen. We were like, oh no, uh, yeah, it, it just did not look good. And you know, this movie's been production back, production for a couple of years and was delayed a couple of times. You would think they were gonna be waiting longer to fix the visual effects, have yeah. render and stuff like that. Nah, dog. It, this we we both this look this looked like. Some like Xbox, PlayStation type shit where I was like, oh, no, oh, no, like, I, yeah, yeah, dude. I, I it, I was kind of, again, big budget movie. I'm like, I've seen better CGI and like low budget movies where I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was CGI. Um, I've seen better CGI than a fucking Pixar cartoon, man. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> dude, the lamp looks, the lamp looks better in Pixar than some of the CGI in this. Um, <laughs> Um, and well, I will, and I will, hold up, Doug. My bad. I think, uh, I think Joe just left the, the podcast. Yeah, he, he, he's, gonna hop back, he's gonna hop back on. He's, he's, he's ever started his uh console. Um, okay, he's, bad, he, bad, bad. He, he said go on, he said keep, go, he said, keep going on. He'll be, okay, he'll, cool. he'll be back. Um, <laughs> I think, again, as much as I like the actress Supergirl, I do think that I do feel it was a bit rushed out to a degree because. This is the yeah. first time we're seeing her in the in the universe. Um, yeah, it, it seemed like, and but, maybe this might be because of the whole you know DCU 
kind of not shake up, but you know, things are changing with the DC movies and with you know the the studio overall. So I'm wondering if right maybe they had to like cut some stuff out, change some things because James Gunn is taking over now and like yeah. you know all of that. Ooh, excuse me, all of that stuff. But um, yeah, because some stuff that. with um, no you're good, bro. But yeah, some stuff with uh with Kai Supergirl. Some stuff also with uh. With Keaton's Batman a little bit, just felt kind of like I, f- I feel like some stuff was cut out. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there was a a, a longer movie out there uh, with some some story elements that it, it felt like some of the story elements just weren't like fleshed out or fleshed out yeah. the way that they like should have been. Because like some of it kind of felt like I don't know, man. It seems like you're kind of agreeing with this a little bit too easy. Thank you. No, no, Nick. No, you. Fucking spot on, dude. No, exactly. I, that was my next point. Was that? I mean, that's what uh, I do. Where are we in this conversation? Yeah. I'm we're sorry, because <laughs> I we're missed go- a bit. We're going out the co- the cons of the movies. The CGI was pretty atrocious. The CGI was atrocious. Oh yeah, the CGI was bad. I did not like his time travel thing because with with Flash's comic book wise, like he's going down, like he's just running back. But with this one, it especially with like the running. Because if you watch when he was time traveling, his legs were going backwards. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't necessarily mind that because I'm. I'm thinking like maybe no, because he's running forward at a very high speed. It doesn't make sense for him to all of a sudden run backwards, especially when they zoomed in to Ezra Miller, because uh-huh. his legs were still going forward. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was a mistake or if they were trying to do something because it just didn't maybe, make sense to me. Maybe it's like, well, because he's he's going back in time, so that's like why his legs are kind of moving backwards. Maybe it was supposed to be a subtle kind of representation of that, or maybe it's like like his legs are moving so fast that it creates some sort of op- optical illusion where it, to us, it looks like his legs are moving backwards or something like that. I don't know, because later in the film, he he doesn't do that. He's just running forward. When and he's going at different up. points, he's still just running forward. So I, mean, I didn't... So I don't know if it was a mess up or what. I just didn't like it. It didn't fit well. Um, what else? Uh, there are other parts in the CGI that just didn't work. Um... I don't mind when, like, they slow things down and, like, you know, he's trying to process everything. I didn't mind those. But, like, yeah, I completely agree that the CGI at points was really shit and then other times is really well. Here's, in my last, I don't know, throw this my review for a bit, the last few points I'm going to make, this is one thing I might be a little controversial again. It's not, it's not a spoiler because it's, it's not. But if you think it is, it's not. But I think... You brought okay. This I'm trying. No, I'm referring to No Way Home a lot. Unfortunately, I, I love that movie. <laughs> but I think what they should have done instead. It's not things like oh, she, I think she was great, Supergirl. If they're if they're gonna reboot everything, they're gonna reboot everything. Y'all sure about like Henry Cavill? You know why? Because that ending would have been that that thing with seeing Zod again. But could you imagine seeing Henry Cavill and Zod again, and uh, Zod again, ten years after Man of Steel? It's the tenth anniversary of Man of Steel as of, t- I think today or yesterday. No, today, t- no, yesterday actually. Yeah, t- yesterday, ten years ago, Man of Steel came out. How if you're gonna reboot everything? 
I think to me, as fans and to the movie itself, the payoff would have been, I think, a bit more if Henry Cavill came back as Superman and we saw oh, him dude. and Michael Shannon Zod one last time. One last time. Because we know, we've seen how crazy it was in Man, in Man of Steel. But just, I, I do think that, get, yeah, you know, she was powerful. She was badass. Trust me. I, I, I completely agree. However, if, you, if they brought back Henry Cavill for this, they kept that a surprise. They had No Way Home with Toby and Andrew. Didn't put up the marketing. And they brought him back. And saw, we saw him and Zod one last time. I really think that would have been something special. Like, we're rebooting anyway, so, you know, fuck it. Why not? I, I don't you know. Yeah. You know what would be a fun idea? To kind of piggyback um, off of that, Doug. Yeah, go ahead, it go would ahead. be interesting if, like, in the... Wait, hold up a second. Make sure my roommate's not listening. He hasn't seen the movie yet. <laughs> hey, yo, Jake. <laughs> Okay, we're good. It would be dope if, like, in um, when she like meets uh, 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 General Zod in the the alternate reality or whatever. Um, if um, oh no, this is a spoiler, huh? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. No. Yeah. Tread lightly. Like, tread lightly. <laughs> try. Tread. Yeah. I'll, tread. I'll I'll say this, but then if it's kind of like spoilery, like Doug, would you just be able to like edit it out or something? Yeah, I'll, 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 give, I'll give a spoiler warning. Yeah, you're good. Okay, bad, bad, bad. So just um, if like uh, when when uh, yeah, this kind of is spoilery, but I'm gonna just say that we can just like cut it out. But um, it, when she like sees that and like it's like like hey, like what? Where's um where's like Kal-El and everything like that? Like da 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 da. And he's like, oh yeah, we were like looking for the codex, and then like uh, we like try to extract it from his body, but it wasn't in him. Like it's in you or whatever. Like blah blah blah. But it's revealed that. Like he's he's still alive, but he's kind of like a Frankenstein monster version oh, yeah. of um of uh of Superman. So like yeah, so like his his like mind is warped. Like you can see like he has all these like scars and shit like that. Like maybe they were like doing like some other genetic modification. So you want to just make to... Clark Kent into Bizarro? Um, you could look at it like that, especially since it's it's not like the main universe. Like, says it's like that whole like flashpoint thing, and you know that could be cool. That could be a fun little action sequence. Um, because also it wouldn't even yeah, be too because if you're thinking fetch. about how you're describing it, it really does breathe bizarro. Yeah, yeah, I say go for like that. That would have been that would have been like really fun and really like really shocking. Because then, especially with Andy uh, Muschietti, you could. Yep. You could like really, really play into like the the kind of like body horror aspect of it. I agree it. with that. You know what I mean? Like that would have been. Dumb. And um, also, there was there was something else. Um, I don't know what it is. Is it? Is, is my, my last point too. Oh, I have to one thing. Was it the thing that how it felt edited out at times? You know, I mentioned this after the movie on Monday. You said it kind of felt like it was edited out a little bit because of the yeah. cha- the regime change. Yeah, it was like some stuff was just kind of. It was just happening a little bit too fast to me. Yeah. Like, like decisions, like characters' decisions were kind of like a little bit too, too quick. You know, I'm like, yes. you're not gonna like think about this first or process the information or whatever. It was like, it, it was again yeah, no spoilers. It was just like, oh, you mean this? Da, 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 da. And now we're like, that was pretty quick. That like that person just caught onto that real quick and explained all yeah. of this <laughs> over a meal. I was like, yeah, yeah you know, we're like. But I think you're. But Nick, but you said on Monday, and I was it was in my head all week. I was like, yo, Nick was so right. I felt like 
This movie was being made under a different regime at Warner Brothers. It was Jason Kalar who kind of fucked WB over the whole mm-hmm. day and day HBO Max. So that he, this movie got greenlit. It was, it was being filmed during COVID and also during that regime. Movie got movie was still being filmed. It was finishing up. Da, 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 da. Then Discovery bought Warner Brothers. Everyone at the old Warner Media lost their jobs. They got moved out. They brought he brought in all these new people. So then mm-hmm. this movie's still being kind of filmed. You hear about reshoots. You hear about editing. You hear about all this stuff. Ezra Miller is now doing. Well, all that be- all this bad behavior that they were doing, and now, then you're still doing stuff, tweaking stuff. Then, boom! By the way, James Gunn is James Gunn is now DC head of DC. What? And again, this movie still has when that came, announced. That was still October. Now it's June. I truly think I believe you said Nick. I think this movie was not not Morbius, but mm. but to a degree, where I think a lot of things were being changed because, like you said too, Nick, it's not spoiler alert either. This, this was. Public knowledge for like years, you saw Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne in the public eye, and you it could be a deleted scene, maybe too, but you never saw that. And there were lots, a lot of like set, set photos and stuff like that that we saw, like that were posted everywhere. This, this, again, this is public knowledge, guys. But I think this movie was tinkered with because it went through studio wise. Two different people, two different regime, two different man, you know higher ups, mm-hmm. and then you brought in a whole ass new division with two new CEOs, Peter Safran and James Gunn. Yeah. And I truly think that you're right. You're right. Nick. I think this movie was tinkered with because some things were edited. Again, Walker Spoilers too was my last point my, of, the, of my review was that that ending surprise didn't do it for me personally. Again, I spoil what it is, guys. I promise. Because if you look at someone's hair, it looks so different before five scenes ago or, or a scene or two ago. It looks different. So mm-hmm. I was like, this surprise. I thought Ezra Miller's hair was a bit short at points. I was like, am I tweaking? It's. I think it was. Re- I think they were reshoots. And again, I think that kind of proves my point. Next, my next point was that this movie I think was edited and tinkered with just because it changed re- studios, changed studio heads multiple times and added a whole ass new department before the movie even came out. So I, I, I truly think that I get also because the, the post credit scene felt more like a scene in the movie that he's like, okay, let's, let's put at the end or they maybe change something because Batgirl got canceled. I don't know. I just, I truly think that this movie's ending or a third act changed a lot because of the changing of guard at Warner Brothers and hiring James Gunn, Peter Safran as CEOs. Either way, I like this movie a lot. I like the movie quite a bit. I had a lot of fun with it. Like I said, Nick, it's a very fun, entertaining movie. Like you too, Joe. I'd give it a seven as well. I think it's worth seeing an IMAX. We shot an IMAX. I, I respect people who film movies in IMAX now, fully in IMAX. I think he did a great job with shooting that, the one nine zero ratio. I dug this movie a lot. It's a very fun, Back to the Future-esque kind of summer movie to see in the big screen. How well it do, I don't know. But I recommend seeing it in theaters. I'm giving it seven out of ten. I would definitely watch it in theaters, see it in IMAX. But yeah, I, I again, like I said, I, I think you're right, Nick. I really do think that this movie got tinkered with. I, mm-hmm. I think it, 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 it shows that. It, I, I feel that way, especially with after credit, after seeing the after credit. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because the after credit holds no significance no, to anything whatsoever. It wasn't even funny. It wasn't enjoyable. It, there was nothing to it like i didn't enjoy it all i was like really that's it okay well, me, 
Well, Nick and I said in our after reaction, we said we we both said like you don't have to stay for this. I mean, if you're interested, intrigued by it, go ahead. But if you leave the theater, you won't you won't miss anything. You won't you won't miss Dude, anything. There's nothing. nothing. For, it's nothing for the next movies. Not like there's nothing. It's nothing important. Like you really don't have to stay. If you want to, go ahead watch it. But it'll probably be up on YouTube or TikTok. Uh, it will be like a, few, a day or two. Yeah. And if you like, if you watch it on YouTube, it's it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I wish I would have seen it in the theater. It ain't yeah. like that at all, man. Yeah, like even if you, even if you bought the movie and had it for years, and then you watched it, you'd be like, okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it it's it, it, it get. I don't want to say what it is because people might think, oh, spoiler, and I I respect that. But yeah, for for that specific movie of that specific person that comes out in a couple uh, less than a, in a year or so whatever i was like uh i don't know i was like again and we mentioned that on the show episode about that certain movie you know not doing so well in test screenings and hearing it's pretty bad so i don't know why that movie is still even being put out if this movie will reboot everything i don't know it's it's a messy because if you're gonna end this way james gunn has a lot to like Kind of not, not damage control, but like kind of sweep under the rug. I, I don't know the right, uh, you know, the right thing to say about this, but it's just it's it's kind of it's it's kind of messy because we don't know where where it stands now. And I really do think that ending that ending surprise, which I again I didn't care for at all, was changed. I really, really, really think that thing was like okay. By the way, we're those in there right away because for for shits and giggles. And again, how about you, Joe? But in our theater, the crowd went crazy for that little ending surprise i laughed i was like that's <laughs> funny that's um it. i was um but yeah guys that's our that's we'll get it this is our this, is, this has been our first full review as critics together on the podcast this is very special nick i know nick thank you for staying on longer man i i appreciate you staying on longer i know this is a very special episode for us and that you like that you stayed on longer past your bubble bath and the red wine we appreciate <laughs> that man oh no you chilling man um, it ain't no problem at all okay so as I mentioned before in our, in our little group meeting, I need everybody. Again, let's explain what they are because kind of over time. But I gotta start with, start with you, Nick. Top five DC projects of all time. Top five DC projects of all time for me are well. First off, the first three is the Snyder trilogy, but oh. in um the the order is gonna be number one is Man of Steel. That's a good one. That's one of my favorite Superman movies. Um, after that is Zack Snyder's Justice League. Because, like, especially after seeing the the, the 2017 one, like, bro, like, this movie just kind of felt like, when I finally saw it, man, I literally almost took off, uh, almost took off work just so I could, like, <laughs> see it, man. And, like, <laughs> I came back home and, like, I was, like, I told my family, I was, like, listen, y'all. I'm about to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Everybody go to your room. Lock the doors. Soundproof it. Or get the fuck out of the house, man. I don't want no one interrupting this. I swear to God. But, like, Zack Snyder's Justice League, like, that was... That's one of... That's that's high up there. Because, one, it's like, I'm finally able to see the version of this movie that I want to see. And, two, it just had so much heart because he was paying... Um, he was paying tribute to his daughter who had who had passed, unfortunately, yeah. and it was just and you could tell like he just he genuinely just cared about like the story and the characters and everything like that. And I could tell he just like put his 
his all into it, man. So like, so that's my number two. My number three is gonna be Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition, kind of mm-hmm. like the Snyder uh, cut, because it's like this is the version that superior. Yeah, like this is the one he actually. This is the actual like unadulterated story. So that's my top three. Then number four, I would I would say um, yeah, I would say Black Adam. Well, with the uh, yeah, really? Johnson. That's that's my movie. Like there's 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 like some stuff that I would kind of tweak about it, like the kid and like um oh, yeah. Like he was he kinda he rubbed me the wrong way, but also it was just like <laughs> kind of like with um with the flash a little bit. It just felt like some stuff was kind of cut out. Yeah. Like, yeah I think sure. There might have been like a two and a half, three hour movie in there. Um but everything about it was just incredible. Like the uh the costume design, at least for most of the characters, like Black Adam uh uh dr fate they had the best costumes everybody else was kind of like uh it's it's fine for what it is but like it was dope and it was kind of like brutal like i do kind of wish they would have made just like a hard r version of it but it was straight though yeah. it was straight. and i could watch that movie like over and over and over again because also this that was one that i had been i felt like i've been waiting for like yeah. forever for it to come out and then like see like Weird. i seen it like two or three no i've seen it like three times in theaters i think and i never got tired of it it's fun. It's yeah, a so fun that, movie. It's dope, man. So that's that's number four. Number f- five. Da, 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 da. I'm scrolling through like all of them in my head right now. Number five, I gotta go with Superman the movie. Christopher uh, Reeve. Yeah, because also like that's that's the classic, man. That's like uh it's John it's, Williams score. John Williams score, bro. I I listen to that just in my free time sometimes, man. But like it's it's like the perfect film depiction of Superman. Like he's everybody's friend. He's just like, I'm just here to help out wherever I can. I'm not trying to be a celebrity or nothing. I'm just trying to be a good dude. And um, even besides all the comic book stuff, it's like that movie's part of like film history right there, man. Cause like part of like the tagline was like, you'll believe a man can fly. And it was like one of the first times um you'd seen on film like someone flying through the air like that so just like it's it's great for like comic book movie history and also just like film history in general so that's just and that was one that i'd been watching since like since i was like a little little kid man i used to just watch that movie on repeat bro like i was when i seen that like in the store i was begging my mom to 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 buy it bro I was like, Mom, you, you got to give me this movie. Like, you, you're not going to understand right now, but just trust me, it's going to be worth it. She you never watched it, but I did, though. That's, and that's a classic, man. You know what's crazy, too? This, I'm, I'm kind of quoting Entourage a little bit, too, is that when actors kind of put down Marvel movies, people mm. forget Marvin Brando was Jor-El in that movie. And people kind of forget, like, one of the greatest actors of all time. And also, the guy who wrote the book and screenplay of the Godfather, the Godfather. Uh, Yo, yeah, Mario wrote, the, wrote the movie Mario as well Pizzo. as yes sir and Marlon Brando plays his father Jor-El and I, to me just like still and it's like you know when you look back you're like wow that's amazing that Marlon Brando one of the greatest actors of all time also one of the greatest writers of all time worked on this movie and people still kind of shit on superhero movies and they kind of forget mm-hmm. like Marlon fucking Brando yeah, you know what's funny. You know what's funny about that. Just like some light trivia. Speaking of the the Godfather movies, um, uh, Al Pacino was considered for the role of Superman slash Clark Kent in That's Superman right. the movie. 
That's right. That's right. Yep. I yep. think that, that could have been interesting. Like, it, I, I think it would have changed cool. the tone of the movie. <laughs> it would have, it like, like, changed the tone of the movie. I feel like it would have been, like, a darker, more dramatic, damn near kind of, like, Snyder-esque type film, type Superman film, but, like, in the 70s, had Al Pacino done it. But, nah, man. Yeah, that's, that's my top five DC movies right there. And you know what? Before we get to Joe's, you know what? I really do think this movie gets a lot of hate. I think you and I both appreciate of it. I think Superman Turn does a good job of honoring Christopher Reeve and that legacy of those movies. Is it a yeah. perfect movie? No. But no, it, not at all. it, it kind of has that charm that, it, again, I know Brian Singer also would a fucking wacko. It, but oh, it, yeah. it, ha- it has the bit of a, it has like the kind of the charm of what made those first movies kind of special as its flaws. But it's definitely still like an, kind of almost a love letter to those movies. Yeah, and it does draw you in. Like, yes, I don't think I've ever met a person who said I couldn't watch that movie. Right? Yeah. No. It's it's a it's a it's a fine it's a very it's a it's a very it's just it's it's, it's a little boring. Well, Su- Superman Returns. Yeah. yeah, you know what's funny? <laughs> a, a, lot family of member, a family member. I was at a, a wedding um, of a family members of mine, and literally in her vows, she was like, "I know you like Superman Returns, but I just think it's kind of whack." And I was like, "Hey, whoa, what the fuck?" <laughs> I'm like in the wedding vows. I almost stood up, man. I was about to start a fight. I object. <laughs> yes, I was almost like, "Who you can't marry this woman?" <laughs> I was like, get out! Get out of here! It's a no for me, dog. How dare you do this to us? (laughs) (laughs) Where do you get off? I was like, oh my gosh. I will. I I don't know what you see. I don't know what you see in this person, but man, if I was if I was getting married and she said that to me, like, oh, have me them divorce papers real quick. It 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 kind of sucks that movie has two weirdos now. Two this. Gross ass people with Brian Singer and uh, oh yeah, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. It, 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 it sucks because yeah. it's ugh, it sucks. But I do think that movie has its moments. But anyway, Joe, my friend, floor is yours. What are your top five favorite? Is it DC live movies? action movies in general, or is it just all DC films? Let's keep let's keep it live action for now. Okay, that's what I figured. Uh, I did not do my research. I did not look back. Oh, it's fine. I'm gonna be honest. Um. It has to be. Hmm. Fuck. Uh, Constantine. Mm, that's a good one. That's, that's a, good a really one. good one right there. That's number one for me. Wow. Okay. They're bringing Keanu Reeves back. I love that film. I've watched it so many times. So I'm happy to see him come back. Hopefully they do right this, you know, with the with the next one. Hopefully they keep it dark still. Um. So yeah, Constantine. Um, what else? The losers? No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> kind of rated a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Nah, nah, I was joking. Uh, the losers, <laughs> such a fucking throwback. Um, <laughs> Batman Begins, that one truly does like I feel like that stays with everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's five, right. Yeah. Uh Batman Returns, hands down. Uh you know, Michael Keen can't uh can't fault that one. Uh oof. what else? 
Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Ah, shit. Deal with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> uh, oh Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. Nice. Yeah, that's nice. a classic uh, right there, man. Yeah, and then the new Batman with uh, Rob Bison. As you can tell, Batman's my favorite. Superman. Yeah. Hell nice. yeah. Nice. I like that list, man. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. So for me, I would go with number one is Halle Berry's cow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> no disrespect to Halle Berry, but oh, no, like I was that type of shit to me. No, never, never, never. No, my, my, my notes were like jokes. So should I say Shaquille Shaq, Catwoman? I was like, yeah, why not? Uh, number one for me would be Dark Knight. I remember I saw the movie with my dad when I was oh, eight yeah. years old. That was my first, not my first, but like, First movie I saw that was filmed in IMAX for that for that movie, and I remember as a kid I was like, this kind of changed how I saw movies. I was like, holy shit! Like movies can be this this amazing. And Heath Ledger Joker scared the shit out of me when I was a kid, and I was like, I was just kind of scarred. I was like, oh my gosh! So seeing that with my dad, it was a big big memory for me growing up. So I remember like, seeing that in IMAX with my dad it was a huge deal. So that number one for me, number two was Man of Steel because uh, mm-hmm. I fucking love that movie. I remember seeing that in high school with our boy Given. Uh, and Given had nothing about Superman. He's like, what, what's going on here? He would go Batman. He didn't know what it was. And I remember Given was like, dude, this movie's fucking awesome. I'm like, yeah, I told you. Um, and no, the so sound- don't talk shit on our boy Given. He is from Africa. That's yeah. our boy. Get the Given, man. Those were our boys. The twins are Africa. Given. Yes, Miss those man. boys. Uh, man of Steel was in the soundtrack, the score, Hans Zimmer score, the flight. It to me, because it, it was very different from Superman Returns, but it worked for me because it was just, it was because it was it was different. But I love again Russell Crowe as Jor-El was perfect casting. I love the whole Kryptonian scene on Earth. Again, like I said before in our podcast on this, on this episode was Michael Shannon as Zod is probably top five best villains of all time. If you ask me, no hand, no, hand, no doubt about it, hands down. Uh, just love that movie so much. Uh, Snyder killed that movie as, as a director. Um, number three would be again Snyder Justice League. I wish we saw that movie. I, I wish that movie could have been an IMAX. We all could see that movie in IMAX together because I thought that would have been really cool theatrical experience i know because of covid and now the delay when that came out but i own that movie on 4k on the steel book bought it for 30 bucks no regrets best three books ever ever spent um, no regrets <laughs> regrets on steel but well that movie not even one not even one letter not one letter not even one letter if you know you know right uh, <laughs> come on this is a movie podcast guy if you know you know um you know, you know. i love that movie i think it, again, it's a movie that erases that boo boo ass Josh Whedon one. Um, it is, it's a re- it's a really amazing work of work of art and a work of uh, uh, film. Number four is gonna be kind of a hot take. I absolutely love 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 Birds of Prey. I I think it's a fun movie. I think it's Ooh. rated R. Yeah, no hot no hot take hot take. I know. wasn't a big fan. I, I, know. I think it's an People, enjoyable movie to watch, but I did not like it as a DC comic he, uh, fan. He, so uh, he, I love Margot Robbie so much as an actor, as as Harley Quinn. To me, I I what Cass told me was that she goes, she goes, why are we doing PG thirteen? Let's do R. I said, you have my money, you have my money. <laughs> um, yeah, and I saw this movie twice. Saw it once on a 
Oh, uh, probably won't say that story. But um, so uh, I saw it once at a screening. We came back to AZ when I was living in LA. I loved it. Saw it again in LA. Loved it even more. I I like that also too. I have big. I love this. They brought in Chad Stileski, who did the John Wick movies, come and do the stunt work. And it kind of shows in that final battle, too. I think mm-hmm. Stileski is a fucking genius as a uh, choreographer, as a stunt person, as a director. I can I can talk to this guy for hours if I, if I, if I get to meet him. I was listening to his interview with Joe, Joe Rogan the other day. It's so interesting to hear this guy talk for hours because he loves action. And he shits on bad action movies like the past 20, 34, 40, 50 years. He shits on movies that have bad action scenes. I'm like, damn, this guy knows what he's talking about. And he does a great job with choreographing action scenes. Love that movie. Um, number five. You can't and you can't forget Ian McGregor as Black Mask. He that was fun. It was it was fun. It was fun. I think the girl, the ladies did their shit. They were badass. They oh, was, hell it was yeah. a fun fun villain. Um, a good soundtrack too. So again, number four is Birds of Prey for me. Number five is one that as a kid stuck with me for a long time. Not because of the because of the awkward sex scene, but it's, for me, it's Watchmen. It's for me, it's Watch Watchmen. Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Yo, um, we all know about that sex scene. There was way too much way genitalia on that fucking screen as a kid, my guy. I was like, oh my god. That scene I'm like, this never. I didn't see Watchmen until like later Bro. high school or like early college or some shit like Dude, that. I man. saw that shit in middle school, bro, and I'm older than y'all fucking hell yeah. man that shit was fucking i went to theaters to see that man and i i was like man i haven't even seen my penis as much as i've seen this man's penis <laughs> jesus christ yeah, <laughs> like, no, it, it's 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 it's, def- it's, oh, it's a lot and that sex scene with uh those two in that so ship awkward. i was like five minutes later i was like okay and it's a leonard, leonard cohen song and i'm like we're still in the scene guys yeah. I was like, all right the, but, the movie was dope, but I will admit that sexy. I was kind of like, um, okay. Like, I'm sure there's like a, a narrative reason for it, but that, no, that, like overall though, that was like a really, really good movie. That was my the first Snyder movie I was saw. Just way, just way too much dick yeah. in my face. Pause. It was a lot, <laughs> but, that, but but that was that was my first Snyder movie oh. I ever saw, mm-hmm. and that got that got opened up to me. I remember seeing that when I was in middle school too, and I was like, oh boy. But um, but to me that opened the door to see his work like Dawn yeah. of the Dead, like 300, 300. Yeah, uh, it's it's a dope movie to see. Um, the it's Owl dope. movie. <laughs> I, you know, I will admit, like I, I haven't seen the Owl movie yet. That was our mask on high school. It's like, oh, got 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 see this movie. Can't got see this movie because Dude, our, have you not, <laughs> Doug, have you never won the uh, the Ogden fucking uh, was it uh, what was it called? Fuck, uh, varsity uh, jacket out, like, man. I, I, I wore fucking that out. <laughs> I, I wore th- I wore that maybe in college once, and someone was like, "This is in high school, bro." And I said, "All right, never mind." And I was like, uh, "I was like, okay." <laughs> he was like, so proud of that, dude. He wore he wore that so much in high school too. I, I, I earned that bitch, man. I earned that bitch. He did. He did. He was a great fucking pitcher. Um, man. but yeah, but yeah, Watchmen was my introduction to Snyder. So said five again: Dark Knight, Man of Steel, Snyder Justice League, Birds of Prey, Watchmen. Honorable, honorable mention would be if I had to pick one out, it would probably I would probably put in Batman Begins because again I'm saying that with my cousins, and my dad, a big part of my childhood, and then also honorable mention would be uh, the Batman with Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson because that movie was great and the cinematography of that movie is phenomenal by uh, Craig Fraser and the the score by Michael Giacchino was beautiful. So yeah, guys, the I- honorable mention for me would be um, 
Steel. Would be Man of Steel, yeah. <laughs> so steel. No, no, S- Steel. Bullshit. Steel. <laughs> <Deal. laughs> that, I love Shaq. That movie still is fucking frustrating. What me, was man. that? What was that movie with Shaq where he played a genie, man? That shit was... Oh, Kazam? Kazam? Kazam, dude. That and shit then, was part of my childhood. I love that movie, bro, dude. I gotta no, rewatch that. that movie, that's that's a guilty pleasure for sure, because Shaq has some bars like, in that movie. I ain't even gonna lie to you, man. Hey, man. That was a that's good a Shaq movie. <laughs> bro, God. That was such a good movie. Even though it's so dumb, it's such a good movie. I saw, I saw an interview one time. Uh, I think it's it another movie, and and then someone said, "You're in this movie, right?" And then he goes, oh, "He goes, I'm gonna let you finish, but I've come a long, I've come a long way from, I've come a long way from uh, Kazam and Steel." And, then, <laughs> <laughs> and the entire audience is laughing. It it was so funny because the way he said it to me, he goes, "I'm gonna let you know, I've come a long way since Kazam and Steel. I'm proud of my work." <laughs> It's like because I, 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 I do like I do like when these like yeah with either the Rock too or oh John Cena was at, was at an interview in New York and he goes you know this guy was asking, you know as a kid I pay to the Marine and so John Cena goes he sells wallet gives the guy twenty bucks <laughs> <laughs> I love that these guys can like make fun of that and like no like, yeah that was pretty that was pretty shit yeah but, oh, man. <laughs> but yeah anyway yeah. Uh, wait, wait. So wait. To close out, Joe, take us home and let us know how. Let us the audience know how we end the show. Right. We always end the show with our one-on-ones. Uh, so basically, what it is, uh, if you decide to skip a few episodes and you just stumble upon this episode, um, that uh, we at the end of the show we recommend one show and one movie, whether it's old or new, that we think is underrated or people, or we just really like it very much that we think more people should see it, uh, we recommend it. And we hope you at least put on your Netflix or whatever streaming or whatever list that you have, even if you don't watch it now or tomorrow or next week, as long as hope, we're just hoping that eventually, even like years down the road, that you might be able to watch it uh, or decide to watch it. uh, And, you know, tell us what you think about it. That is our one-on-ones. Uh, do I start? Yeah, sure. I'll start us off. Uh, I'm gonna start with my show first uh, because uh, I gotta talk about the movie that I want to recommend. Um, our show, the show, is on HBO Max. It's called uh, The Warrior. Um, it's a it's an intriguing show to watch. I enjoy it. The fight choreography is all that. So basically, what the show is about is um is about this uh martial arts party that uh um comes to America for the first time and this is like way back in the day so um yeah uh, he he's fresh off the boat literally and he joins a chinese gang uh in New York I believe was it New York no, no, no it was yeah I believe it's New York I don't remember which place they're at uh, in Chinatown, uh, and that uh, gang is currently in war with another one. Um, and I find the show very interesting. Uh, there's no memorable people that I've seen in that show. So it's actors you probably don't know. Um, and it the show is very interesting because it shows 
the racism and struggle that uh, Asians, um, you know, uh, specifically Chinese, uh, had to go through when they did come to America. And it, it, it shows a different type of racism that you are not 100% expecting. I don't think you're going to expect it at all. I, I enjoy it. I'm still on the first season. Um, so I don't know if the fight choreography gets better as time goes on, but it is an enjoyable show. I think it's very intriguing. Uh, season three is coming out soon, or they're currently on season three. I don't really know. Um, but uh, it's definitely worth the watch. So, yeah, uh, The Warrior on HBO Max. Um, good show. I enjoy it. Um, and then the movie is a classic. I grew up. I watched it. It's hilarious. You cannot not love it. Um, which is Blank Man. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's my movie. Blank Man. That's a good one. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. For the <laughs> new generation, man. If y'all don't know, man. Marlon Wayne. Fucking Blank Man. He plays... It's a comedy, but it's so good. He 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 plays this guy who finds out how to make bulletproof clothing, and he decide and you know and he decides that he's going to become a superhero, a superhero, and he is Blank Man, and his sidekick, <laughs> what's the robot's name? I forgot. It's like this little fuck. Wasn't it like C4 or some? I don't remember, but it was some kind of like that. R4? Nah, dang. See, let me like, look it up. No, yeah, it what was, was the like, name? Wait, was, like, it, was no, it Marlon? It's R4. Was it Marlon or Damon, by the way? Marlon. It, that no. one was. Is um, it Damon? Was, yeah, it was, it, it, was, it, was it, Damon it was Damon Wayne. Damon Wayne. It was Damon Wayne. A lot of Waynes, man. There's it was so Damon Wayne. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There's even people that you haven't even heard of in the game yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're just birthing famous people. Uh, but fucking, you know, before they had the giant empire that they had, man, Blank Man, such a great movie, J5. hilarious. J five, J five. There we go. That shit all the way off. You were close. You were close because you did say C four. Yeah, um, I guess. <laughs> Close enough. J5, C4. Not that far. But <laughs> but it's such a good movie. It's so great. You're, you're going to die laughing from start to finish. He Damon Wayne is just, is just unrivaled in comedy still to this day. And it, it's such a great movie. And also, who's the other actor? He's such a big actor, too. Uh, David Alan Greer. Alan Greer. Yeah, dude, fucking, he does fantastic in the movie as well. It, it's just overall just great fun. If you're looking for something to put on and just laugh until your stomach hurts and like you build abs, that is a movie to watch. I, I, I watched it as a kid and I died laughing, and I watched it probably a couple years ago and I still died laughing. It, it's cheesy, it's fun, it's great. I don't know what streaming service is possible on um but it's overall just a great movie just i highly recommend it amazon prime my guy oh amazon prime let's go that's mine uh whoever wants to go next nick go ahead 
I'll go next. So for the um for the movie, I'm gonna go with uh it was one that my my grandmother showed me. It's called The Cheap Detective. It was released in 1978, and it's kind of like um it's a it's a comedic satire of a lot of detective films that were coming out in the 70s, and it's just kind of like you know it's kind of like scary movie. The it's like the scary movie franchise, but you know within that detective genre, and it takes place in the 40s. So it's this. It's um this detective dude and he's trying to like follow a case and the the inciting incident is um he finds out like his partner got murdered and he's trying to solve who he's trying to figure out like who killed him and along the way it's all these like kind of like crazy wacky characters and it's like it was, it was funny. I don't want to give too much away, but um I'll definitely say that for my movie. I'm not sure if it's on any streaming services, but just remember Cheap Detective 1978 starring Peter Falk, spelled F-A-L-K. And uh, yeah, and then for the show, this is just a show I like a lot. Um, it ended about, uh, I think about a year and a half, two years ago. It was called Arrow. It was, it was nine seasons long. It was on the CW. It was about the, the character Green Arrow from DC Comics. Um, a little bit, not controversial, but it, they kind of treated him like, like Batman a little bit. Because Green Arrow in the comics is more lighthearted, more, I guess, like, family-friendly, but uh, because of the success of the Dark Knight trilogy, they were like, let's take that character and just treat him like Batman. But it 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 worked, at least for me. And then it, it started off, like, very, very grounded, very Nolan-esque, but as the show continued, it it um it created like spin-offs like the flash supergirl legends of tomorrow batwoman superman and lois and all this kind of stuff so it's kind of like the iron man of the cw superhero universe which was uh it was really cool to watch and it was um i seen every single episode at least once so when it ended it was kind of like dang that was nine whole years of my life man but yeah so uh the cheap detective and arrow for me, I still gotta watch Arrow. I still gotta watch Flash. I know you told me about it in college. It's still been on my uh, HBO Max. Oh, sorry, Max watch list now. No, yeah, um, like Arrow for sure. Flash, it Flash was good. Was like really, really good for two seasons. In mm. season three, to me, like it kind of like three and four and five, like they were cool, but like the quality kind of kind of dipped a little bit. And Flash actually just ended like sometime last month. Which was all it, that one was also like nine seasons. Oh no, Arrow was only eight seasons, but Flash was nine seasons. Pardon me, yeah. but the ending was cool for like what it was. It was just like it got like a different showrunner, and he was like trying to just kind of change up the tone of the show, which for me uh, didn't really work well. But dude, like at least definitely watch one and two seasons one and two of The Flash, bro, because that okay. shit was fucking incredible. And especially looking back, I'm like, holy cow. Had they kept up like that quality and like those writers and whoever was a showrunner or runners for seasons one and two, had they all stayed for the full nine seasons, that probably would have been one of the greatest superhero shows ever. Yeah. I think only nail the ending, right? What's up? <laughs> I think they only nail the ending, right? It's always hard. Oh, it's always the ending, right? It's always the ending that comes <laughs> like, you don't nail the ending, it's like, uh, yeah, if you don't know the ending, it's kind of like, ah, damn, yeah. it kind of like fucks up the experience a little bit. But uh, overall, it's still a fun show to watch. I would definitely recommend it. I'll give it a try. Um, 
For me, I'm this week uh, for the movie. I'm gonna go with a movie. It's added to Netflix now. Everyone's watching it. And where were y'all 14 years ago? There's a movie called Funny People with uh, Seth Rogen, Adam Sandler, Jonah Hill, <laughs> Leslie Mann. Damn. I still haven't seen that movie yet. It's on my list, though, man. It's a. It's honestly to me. This is probably up until, probably my that he directed. Yeah, I'm saying, no, knocked up so up there too. I don't know. It's probably one of my favorite movies that uh Apatow has directed. Mm-hmm. Um it's you know why because it's different. It's it's a story about, you know, comedians, but also it's like, you know, you know, what do you have if you're a famous comedian, come home to nothing. What do you have? And I love that you know, this is also very young Seth Rogan, kind of like he's becoming coming up and you know, becoming a good actor. You know, Seth Sandler's been around for for a you know a couple of years for years now. But mm-hmm. it was really cool how he paired this young comedian talent, comedic talent, with a legend talent, which is Adam Sandler, and they work very well with each other because they're very different, but it works. And I think because you know, Apatow has produced a lot of uh, Sandler movies, he's produced a lot of Seth Rogen movies, and then and then he's also best friends with Sandler for like thirty, you know, for like years now. But it was really cool to see them kind of like merge together. And as a kid, I was like, oh, oh, Sandler, who the hell is Seth Rogen really? I mean, I knew who he was, but I was like, oh, who's this guy? But right. it's really it's fun it's fun to see them pair together because it is a very it's a very, definitely a, it's a rated R movie. It's you know it's it's really grounded, but it's first sure, it's more of a dramedy than a comedy. But when it's funny, it's really funny. When the drama is drama, it's really dramatic. It's like oh, this is kind of dark. But I love how Apatow kind of like yeah, it's also very long too for a comedy like most of the movies. It's two and a half hours, and you kind of feel the runtime like after like the first half. You're like oh, we still have an hour and a half to go. Ooh. It's definitely long, but if you like seeing young again, it's also again it's like young as he's Ansari, young um, Aubrey Plaza, a lot, like, a lot of young mm. talent in this movie too that really blew up. But it's a very good story about just like coming like you know you're famous and all, but like you have everything. But do you have everything? Like what do you have to like show for, if you were going to if you were again you've gone tomorrow? What would happen? Because again, this is a trailer. This is, not, this is the plot of the movie. Adam Sandler finds out he has cancer. And he's like, "Wow, I, you know, I'm this famous comedian, but like, who, 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 who I, who I, have to, who, you know, who I can take care of me? Who, who will love me? I have his fans, but do I have someone that can like call my, my, you know, my girlfriend or you know, my partner? And and he hires Seth, Seth Rogen to kind of like come to his life to like be his assistant, also like kind of like help him write jokes, kind of do a comeback tour while he's like while while he has cancer. Uh, it's a very, it's a very, really sort good story about humans and you know, com, you know, you know, dealing with like you know." Uh, dealing with you know sickness or you know grief, but with comedy, it's a very good story. Again, it's on Netflix. It's long, but I think Nick, I think you would dig it too. It's very good writing too. Very good writing, and it's cool seeing the Sandman do some more like in dramatic work. That's much like you know Little Nicky or Mr. Deeds or whatever. I love those movies too, but well, that's much Little Nicky. But seeing him do more dramatic work, and I think Apatow does a good job of getting a good performance out of him. So I highly recommend Funny People. It's a very underrated movie. It kind of just kind of can't be game forgotten. You know. 14 years late, 14 years ago. Um, and for my show, I started a new show, actually. I'm almost done with it. I binged it almost all last week. It was a show called Detroiters. It's, sorry, Detroiters. It's on Paramount+. Plus. It's a Comedy Central show with Sam Richardson, who I love, and uh, Tim Robinson. They're, and they're best friends in their life, both from Detroit. And it's from two of the creators of Ted Lasso. Very different show, for sure. Trust me. Very different show. But it's about these two kind of... Again, I'm a sucker for, like, oddball and kind of underdog stories like workaholics and stuff like that. Um, going, with, going with Detroiters. Um, yeah, these two guys, are, again, it's a half-hour single-camera comedy. They're two advertising and marketing guys in Detroiters. You know, Detroit, if you don't know Detroit, Detroit's a very, you know, it's a rough city. It's always been a rough city, and nowadays it's, it's even more a rough or tough city. 
But they, these two guys have a little small marketing firm, uh, advertising firm in Detroit, and they're trying to like really kind of like, you know, really kind of grow the company because it used to be really big back in the day when when his dad when, when the guy's dads own it. But now it's kind of like they forgot and they make really kind of like cheapo, very low, 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 like no budget uh, commercials. Um, but it, but it, but it works. It, it but because there's a, a lot of charm to it. Because the guys are very, very goofy and very quirky. But the humor is really funny. And I, I think the show kind of like came out and no one watched it on Comedy Central. Now it's kind of found, found another home on Paramount Plus. But it's a TVMA, very foul language, a lot of like adult themes to it. But these two guys are just having fun. Because because the uh, chemistry definitely works both in, in real life and the show because they are best friends. And again, both in real life and the show. And it's funny. It's just really funny. They're having a good time. And all about the kind of quirky and weird scenarios they get, they get themselves into when it comes to marketing, shooting these commercials. It's kind of absurd. You're just like, oh, it's disgusting. or it's kind of, But it's kind of funny. Or that's so stupid, but it's kind of funny. But I don't, I'm a sucker for those kind of shows. Um, again, on Paramount Plus. But those would be my uh, one and ones uh, of the week. Nice, nice, nice. Take us home, Joe. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, yes. Well, uh, first of all, we just want to remind you guys to follow our social medias and us on all our podcasts or whichever podcast that you listen to us on. Um, do you guys want to plug yourself before we get the fuck out of here nick by all means go first my friend yeah so you can find me on youtube at uh donning vision and same thing with instagram donning vision i also have another podcast and that's like anywhere you could same thing with this one anywhere you can find podcasts um the youtube channel we're doing like short films videos and everything like that and then on ig we're just you know posting about all that stuff so yeah donning vision youtube and instagram How about you, Doug? Uh, yeah, as always, guys, you can find the show um, on social media at maybe we have any productions, but my personal page would be on Instagram is the young Jones on Instagram. Um, on Twitter, it would be Capri underscore Sun, like the juice box, but this one's S O N. And yeah, guys, follow me on there. If you want to kick me on LinkedIn as well, Doug Jones, you'll see my name to my, my gorgeous face on LinkedIn. So yeah, guys, come follow us. Come follow us, follow me, follow the show. Uh, all right and uh you can find me my instagram uh i'm also on twitch um and uh i'm also going to be on tiktok eventually i i do have a page on tiktok and i will be coming to kick soon i'll be switching streaming platforms you can uh search just the og cuban rican on all those platforms and i'll be there haven't really posted but uh eventually i will um, especially because me and my friends are getting more into gaming with each other, especially now that I'm home. Um, yeah. Uh, so that's all my socials. You can find me there. Uh, all right. We want to, again, thank you guys for being here, for listening to us jabber on about our opinions um, and everything. Uh, thank you so much to the new people. Thank you for being here. Hopefully you guys liked us and you will come back. And uh yeah. I'm saying yeah a lot. <laughs> Guess that's my new word show. Yeah. Today. That's yeah. a new catchphrase. <laughs> my new catchphrase. Um but in all seriousness, thank you for joining us on this verbal journey through our opinions and jabbering and 
and our thoughts on films and TV shows. Hopefully, we made you guys laugh and question a few things. And uh, we're hoping that this makes you come back for our next episode. Anyways, share us with your friends. Share with people, other movie lovers. Do not be afraid to go on to our Midway Avenue production social medias only to tell us what you think about what we've said, whether you agree or disagree or possible questions that might have popped up. Anyways, as always, we love you guys. Have a good night. Stay safe.